Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of MA Architects Make It Innovative, featuring deep dive discussions on the world of innovation as it relates to the built environment. Throughout the series, we will be interviewing influential innovators that are shifting the way things are done, introducing new ideas and energy to our evolving city in a way that elevates human experiences and enriches lives. These leaders are being proactive and progressive in navigating success set up by innovative design, and we're here to share their stories with you. Today, we are so excited to introduce you guys to Edgework Creative's owners, Lindsay and Alex Remley. They are a tight-knit team specializing in custom furniture, fixtures, that are making clients happy and having a good time. We're going to talk about details, we're going to talk about design, and we're going to talk about stories. And the rise of artisan craft in COVID's wake of the creative renaissance. I'm Mark Bryan. I'm a certified futurist and leader of the research and innovation team for MA Architects. My passion is to find the underlying signals and drivers of change that influence how we promote innovation in the built environment of the future. And I'm Sam Dickerson, Director of Strategic Communications for MA Architects. My passion lies in behavioral psychology. I love to understand the motivation behind why people do what they do and how to get them to do what you want them to do. And I plan to share all of my studies on the topic with you throughout the series. As a senior interior designer for MA Architects, I'm particularly excited to welcome our guests, Alex and Lindsay. Edgework Creative is a locally owned custom furniture, millwork, and metalwork shop located in Columbus, Ohio, using quality lumber and steel to create handcrafted pieces with a purpose and a story. Talk about a true power couple. I'm here for you guys. <laughs> welcome to the show, Alex and Lindsay. Yes, welcome. So to kick things off, we do this with all of our guests. Uh, Lindsay and Alex, could you maybe give us the one-minute elevator pitch of who you are and what you do? Yeah, Edgework Creative, like you said, is a custom millwork and metal shop, and we're located right here in Grandview, Ohio. We ship nationwide. Um, we started out of a need for something for our own home, and that has just really taken off over the years. We now have a super talented team of artisans and craftspeople who are passionate about what they do, and um, we make really quality craft furniture that we're hoping will be passed down for generations. Oh, I love that. Super <laughs> fan sitting right here, you guys. <laughs> Your work is unbelievable and recognizable in so many hotspots throughout Columbus. It's incredible, including BrewDog Bars and Hotel, Watershed Distillery, Pelotonia Headquarters, System of Strength, and the new Gravity Building, and so much more. It's unbelievable where your footprint is throughout this city. Big time fangirl. You guys know this. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I swear you only work with the coolest partners and the coolest places in the city. Well, we feel super lucky to, you know, be able to be a part of the growth and the development of the city and work with other local businesses that are super passionate about what they're doing. And we get to be a small part of their story, which is awesome. I love it. It's so incredible. All right, Remleys, we want to deep dive, get to know you guys. We have three questions we like to ask just to get some insights on the real you on a more personal level before we dive into your professional work. Sound good? Sounds great. Heading it over to Alex first. What are you most excited about these days, Alex? Vacation coming up. Nice. We had two very big trips canceled on us this year. We were supposed to go to Europe twice, and obviously that's not happening, so... Uh, we have a trip scheduled to Hilton Head in about a month, and Lindsay's taking the kids up to the UP in Michigan in a couple weeks that I might go on. Nice. It's TBD, so nice. vacation for sure. That's worth excitement, for sure. All right, Miss Lindsay, skills still unmastered. Oh, gosh, where to start? <laughs> <laughs> so many. Um, I have been working on refining my photography skills and my copywriting skills um, just because of what I do in the business. And 
Um, I feel like I'm hitting my stride. So much still to learn. Um, Lightroom is intimidating, but I'm going to tackle it one of these days. You're doing an amazing job. For those of you that haven't seen Edgework's Instagram, it is a work of art. It is so gorgeous. It's like visual anthropology, just beautiful. Thank you. Love it. All right, I'm going to ask both of you this question. Alex, first, what's the one thing you can't live without? You cannot answer each other because (laughs) we already saw that coming. (laughs) Something to do. I I have to be doing something. I I can't just sit and be still. I need something to do. Very on brand. (laughs) Lindsay? That's true, too, because yesterday morning, I was still dragging myself out of bed, and he was, like, outside installing a light at his mom's shed, and it was, like, 9 a.m. Oh, my goodness. Needed to be done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing I can't live without, I mean, aside from my family and all my loved ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee, I... I don't have an addiction because I don't get like a headache, but I can tell if I've had coffee or not during the day, especially into the evening. I'm just like dragging knuckles on the ground. Oh, so. I'm here for it. You guys, she has a venti coffee in front of her. The next 30 minutes is going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Truly inspiring and creative uh, people professionally and personally. With the rise of COVID and shutdowns reshaping our reality, we've all had a lot more time on our hands than we could ever have imagined. And there's nothing better we can do with that than use our hands to make something. As Emmy's futurist and lead of the firm's research and innovation team, during our 2023 trend forecasting, we analyzed the rise of artisan craft. Pre-pandemic, we predicted the rise of craft, and today we are wanting to discuss in further detail why we are seeing this movement of crafting and crafters becoming a prominent focus, pastime, and important design driver. And crafting is really moving beyond knitting and painting, too. It's becoming more about gardening, digital art, baking, and woodworking. We're seeing this era during this pandemic emerge as a really a creative renaissance, which makes sense because it ties into the concept of the theory of cognition, which is all around how creativity can make us better humans. Some studies actually show that creativity and creative activity has been shown to reduce depression and isolation, offering the power of choice and decisions. So again, turning this into a question, you guys live it. So I'm curious, um, Alex, how do you see artisan craft, particularly woodworking, as a way to slow down and reconnect with our humanity? So something that I've seen for quite some time and, and enjoyed experiencing in our shop is just our guys working with their hands, building something that they're proud of, taking their time, focusing on the details, and, and seeing, seeing this across the board from a... Um, a not a, not like a crafting, but like craftspeople, you know, tradespeople. Putting more of an emphasis on tradespeople in the uh, employment industry or in across employment rather than just, you know, people coming straight out of college and using, you know, using their hands to build things, you know. I think, too, I'll, I'll add that um, this world has been very digital and now more so than ever. I mean, how many Zoom calls was everybody on last week? Um And there's just this desire to create and unwind and let go of all that technology and do something with like purpose that you're proud of. Agreed. We all need a little bit of uh, less FaceTime, a little bit more of personal FaceTime than, you know, through the phone and through technology. Agreed. And I think it's so interesting. Tactile, the art of anything tactile, because we're in this world where we're swiping constantly and there's just no actual connection Mark once told me that the rise of hot sauce sales have actually increased because people are looking for sensation because we're so desensitized. And it is so interesting to think when you're creating and you're crafting and you're touching and you're really mindful and present in that moment. I think it's such an interesting practice. And I love behavioral psychology. And I think it's 
beautiful that it really is meditation because a lot of people think you have to be in a dark room cross-legged to be meditating but if you're woodworking or you're crafting and you're really thinking about nothing besides that moment that is meditation that is mindfulness and it's such an amazing break for your mental health and really really encourages to your point you know a healthy mental state it's it's really powerful 100 percent. and think about the satisfaction of like staring at a pile of materials that have no form no shape no purpose and then at the end looking at like a stunning dining table that you built with your raw hands and you learned something and you navigated difficulties and you built that Agreed. It's kind of like sculptors, right? Like they always like mystify my brain a little bit where they can take a huge chunk of something and then whittle it down to this amazing piece of art. It's interesting, you know, in a couple of our branding videos, there's scenes where there's like guys like, like rubbing, you know, the surface of the table and it looks staged, but I can't tell you how many times I go out in the shop and see one of our team members like finishing up a project and they're they're literally like rubbing the table I'm like or laying on their the back <laughs> or laying on their back looking at the underside of a table or a detail or something that very few people are going to see but it matters so it's a testament to your accomplishment i think it's such a cool actualization of to your earlier point Lindsay moving through a hard time and especially now what a cool way to have that actualized not just conceptual Someone once told me what's now your test will soon become your testimony. And it kind of is like overcoming all of those hurdles. And then you have this beautiful piece that has now a history and a legacy to leave behind. I don't need to create them, but I will own them gladly. And look at your pieces in my home all the time. (laughs) Well, speaking of their pieces, um, what I find truly inspiring is the process of how others create. And I love the pieces that you bring to life because they are personalized and they are handcrafted. In the built environment for MA Architects, we talk about smart design, which is all about making sure that we advocate for our clients the best way to utilize their budget when it comes to the design focuses they want to work on. And we're seeing this play out now in some of our futures reports that note that amid a backdrop of more sustainable consumption, consumers and clients are actually choosing to buy less but better, which could mean seeking more tailored pieces of furniture, experiential components, or spaces over mass-produced, less story goods. It's incredible. I think a lot of people think COVID has changed so much, but really it's just accelerated a lot of trends that we were already seeing. One of those definitely being quality over quantity and the idea of less is more. And it's such a beautiful, refreshing thing if you choose to see this challenging time as an opportunity to almost dust off our instincts and use this as a call to humanity. So Lindsay and Alex, what inspires you most about this inflection point in history for the future in terms of thinking about how people were wanting curated goods over mass produced in some instances? Oh, 100%. And it's such a wonderful, like new sentiment that everyone has. I think people are realizing that their money has power. I mean, money is power, right? But they're realizing that they can put their money where they, what they, with what they want to support and what they want to see thrive. And there's been such a resurgence of focus and value for small businesses and like you said COVID has amplified all of these things people realized immediately how important local small businesses were whether that's just like a little mom and pop shop or a bigger company that's got their headquarters here and employs a lot of people like how important the small business community is um and and to your point Sam about quality over quantity people want the like throwaway culture is really dwindling which we're happy about. Um, And that was actually the purpose behind us starting our company was we needed a dining table and we didn't, we couldn't afford something really fantastic, which is what we wanted. And we didn't want to buy something that wasn't going to last or that we were just going to have to replace or wasn't what we wanted. We didn't want to compromise. So um, it's, 
it's just been wonderful to see people putting their money in places that matter and that will have impact in their communities. And just because they shop local doesn't mean that it's making them feel good because they're supporting another business, but it's supporting their community, which they're a part of. And um, I think COVID has obviously amplified all of these things. Um, and we hope it's here to stay. <laughs> We've seen a pretty big uptick in re- residential um, inquiries and projects getting actually sold over the last two to three months. Part of that's because everybody's spending so much more time at home. Yeah. And they, mm-hmm. You know, they want to have good quality things. And, and the other thing is people have slowed down too. They're not like, I need it now. I need it now. I need it now. Like people are willing to wait. Like I, I think that's if anything good comes of this, that's one thing is that people like just slow down a little bit. You know. I think it's wonderful. And the home sanctuary is such a real thing. To your point, people are spending more time at home. Having people over is now considered a form of self-care. You know, really just being safe. And, and I think it makes a lot of sense to invest in that then. Yeah, I mean, we talk about rewilding of humanity coming out of this whole um, pandemic era where basically we are more conscious of what our carbon footprint is, what more conscious of like where we're putting our money and our dollars and who we're spending our time with. So it's really this return to humanity in an urban environment and how we're being more responsible with our our resources too. Absolutely. So research shows that people will adapt and they will cope with spaces that they're provided. But at MA, we strive to ensure every space supports rather than requires a coping method. Part of this is because we believe every space, even the ones in the weird little corners, have a purpose and a place. We curate spaces to support a story or mission. It's incredible and noteworthy to note that during this time of change, we've actually seen a rise of curated items sometimes referred to in future forecasting as artifacts, both created in historical and more futuristic versions. I love that word, artifacts. It's so incredible. These artifacts have a story and meaning beyond mass production, which makes them inherently more valued. In today's world, time is our greatest resource, and from a consumer sentiment perspective, the amount of time taken to craft these one-of-a-kind pieces creates more meaning than ever before. Lindsay, how do you use your own creativity to work with clients to inspire them to tell better stories and truly create their own artifacts, commercially and residentially? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's really important to think about how you use a space, how you want to feel in your space, and putting value in that space. Um, I've long believed that your home should feel like a safe sanctuary that you want to be in and that's something that I found a lot of value in in these last few months being home is like how much I love my home I love being home I love the people in my home I love the way our house makes us feel and that's what we want for our clients we want them to see the value like maybe they're going to spend a little bit more for a dining table um, but they're going to have it forever they're going to build memories around it it's where all the important things in life are going to happen and they're going to give it to their kids one day which is what we really want to be creating is things that will be handed down and passed through generations and there'll be memories and stories tied to that important life moments and then from like a commercial space you know we're building a lot of community tables conference tables we want people to collaborate and to brainstorm and troubleshoot and work together and you know in restaurants and spaces like that again have same sort of memories and life events that are happening and um laughing, all of those great things. So we want we want people to enjoy and live their lives at the pieces that we're creating. I love that. I mean, I really think that's what design is all about, having those conversations and really coming out with those key little nuggets that you can infuse into whatever it is that you're creating. Yeah, and it's connection. Right, you know, and I think that's where innovation really happens too. So what does your team actually do to help continue find innovation and make your best better? Always, they're always collaborating, always, it's, it's a team environment in our shop. Everybody's always helping everybody. 
whether it's trying to figure out how how to do a certain process to make this piece come together, um, researching techniques, trying new techniques, um, always sharing their experiences um, on a different project to, that might apply to this this project they're working on, um, and always, always, always focused on the details. It's all about the little details. education. Yeah, the details really do matter. So speaking of details, you all know that I love a good statistic. So here we go. According to the Association of Creative Industries, the craft industry is a $43.9 billion industry, up 45% from 2011. This really makes sense when you think about how we are seeing more and more of our friends start to create their own tailored businesses dedicated to specific markets that speak to demographics of people who want to have something personalized to their needs. We are in the process of looking toward the consumer of 2023 and future business strategies for creative thinking that allows for more experimentation as pivots need to happen. Based on this idea of the rise of craft is generating new businesses um, or focusing on more artisanal offerings, how do you guys tailor your artisan craft to speak to consumers and how do you allow your experimentation in your own worlds to address the rapid changes in in the design worlds? Yeah, I think that there's a couple of things. So the team's always um, perfecting their craft, learning something, applying something that they've learned in a previous project or a little detail or joint or something that they created in a special project and applying it as they move forward. And then I think the consumer is really smart. There's a lot of access to information. Our, our customers and our clients have fantastic ideas or have very specific requests, which is how our business was born out of custom furniture. And so helping them navigate some of those challenges that they, you know, the reason why they're looking at custom is because they weren't able to find the solution out there. And so that custom aspect is really helpful. And to be honest, our our process is very collaborative, both within our shop with our team, but also with our clients and our customers. We work with designers and architects. We work with homeowners. We own, we work directly with business owners. And so there's a collaboration that happens within that about figuring out what it is that's the trouble spot or causing um, frustration and figuring out how to best apply our piece of furniture or how they're going to use their space. So So you're constantly kind of, if I can paraphrase maybe from my understanding, it sounds like you're looking for those solutions and then you're taking that and applying it to what's next and then trying to figure out how you can create a better story around it. Yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, the you learn something in every project, right? So like being able to say, oh, I actually think that this thing we did six months ago might be the perfect solution for this thing because, you know, this is what we learned or whatever. Yeah, exactly. All about upskilling as we go along. I'm so curious too, as a creative for both of you guys, where do you find your inspiration? Maybe not necessarily conventional places like Woodworking Magazine, if that exists, but you <laughs> sure. know, like where, where are you finding these new fresh ideas or new innovations that you're like, oh my gosh, this has me so inspired. Sure. Um, I mean, definitely like for me, it all goes back to our team and like what seeing them, you know, maybe they're, they're building something that it's just a table or I see them do a, um, some new technique and it's just like, there's just like this light bulb that you see and you can apply it to, to a future project. But you know, the typical things, travel, other magazines. I, I think there's so many talented, creative, innovative people out in the universe. Um, I obviously spend a lot of time on Instagram and I follow a lot of design, architecture, travel, I think is so inspiring to see places, even just like a little storefront in Rome or something. Like there's just so much to be gathered and and it's really inspiring. Um, 
yeah, I would say travel and design and architecture are really like top of list for me. I'm curious during COVID with the lack of travel or inability to currently, any creative or new ways that you found inspiration? I mean, I think just realizing how we use our home when we're home all the time, understanding like spaces that work really hard for you or spaces that aren't working really hard for you, which was something we saw a lot during our time at home was, as Alex mentioned, like an uptick in residential inquiries and people, they're like nesting. It's like nesting on steroids, right? And they're realizing, oh my gosh, I'm going to be home for the next six months and my house does not work for me or my space doesn't work for me or I don't have a place that I can efficiently work from home and I need to help create that or... um I've been neglecting this spot in my home for a long time. It's just been my dumping ground or whatever. And now I need to transform it into uh, a new home office. And I think that um, that's been really remarkable to see. And I hope that it's something that stays. Well, you know, we always look for signals and drivers of change. And that's exactly what you just described. Or things are happening that are pushing us to do want to do different things. So looking towards the future, you know, based off of the request, requests that you're getting, what is it you think that's going to change about our homes going forward? Or like, what are some of the things that people are asking for over and over again? I think you're seeing multi-generational homes. Uh, I think you're seeing homes that are operating as offices, sometimes a corporate office, right? Yeah. Sometimes just spare bedrooms into craft rooms, right? Knitting or mm-hmm. painting. Yeah. I've seen a ton of people painting, which I think is really interesting. And I'm not talented in that regard at all but you're plenty talented otherwise (laughs) (laughs) um and I think that people are just really rethinking the way they use their spaces both in the corporate office environment I mean you guys have seen massive change here um and how we use our spaces and are most efficient in a new world and I think that the home is the same people are figuring out how do I cook and teach and work and relax all in this space and some people have more space than others but it can be done it's a new paradigm shift when you really think about how we are working from home and then trying to have home at work and being a, like you said, a parent, a CEO, a caretaker, whatever the case may be. Living yeah. at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think one thing that I just want to highlight is to call your work just furniture feels like a disservice because of the myriad of details that really do go into it. I know as we design custom casework pieces, booths, benches, reception desks, accent walls to inspire conversation and connection, there's really like a heightened level of creativity and insight that needs to go into how we think about all of this will work day one and then in the life of the space. So what is your overall approach to design when it's working with a design team or with you know a residential client to help um, bring that vision that they may have to life functionally? Yeah, I think for me, that just that. It's like focusing on the function of the piece and how it's going to live and work and function throughout the life of the space or the piece itself. And taking, you know, we, we work with designers, architects, homeowners, business owners, you know, in, at all levels of industry knowledge. You know, some people know this much and some people know this much, you know. Um, and trying to work together to um, take a concept, whether it's an inspiration image or a, you know, a full set of um, construction documents and l- lending our expertise on how to best fabricate something to execute that, um, that vision. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's focusing on the function of the piece and how it's going to actually work and, and come together and, and, 
can be used. I think a lot, a lot of times you're troubleshooting. Yeah, this is a great piece. So, what is your elevator access like? And how do we is, get it in there? Yeah, yeah, do we need to take a window out, which is something that's happening in a project later this month? But um, a lot of times it's like logistics of like, okay, we can build that. How do we build it? And how do we install it? And how do we get it? How do we the, transport it? How do we get it up to the fourth floor? Yeah, <laughs> a crane on Long Street. And, and right. You yeah. would you would be surprised how many times people are like, oh. Yeah, didn't think about that. Just thought about how the room was big enough for mm -hmm. a 25-foot conference table. Didn't really think about how this would make turns. Right. <laughs> a whole other level of creativity that people don't even realize you guys are thinking through. That's yep. amazing. I think it's so cool to be sitting across the table from you guys as a couple professionally and personally. And it's incredible to see your dynamics. You guys are just so complimentary of each other. What is it like to work together? We get asked that question all the time. And it's interesting. It's always been so easy for us, so fluid. Um, we work well together. We don't have like high intensity personalities. Um, and what we do in the business is so different that there's just blind trust. I mean, is there anyone you trust more than your life partner? Absolutely not. And so I don't know how to do what he does and he doesn't know how to do what I do in our jobs. And so it's just like, I trust implicitly that whatever decision he makes about something was the right decision. And um, I think that that feeling is mutual. I won't speak for 100%. you. 100%. <laughs> but it, it, so it just makes it easy. Like I know how to do my, like what I do in the business is very different than what he does. And um, we're both talented at that and couldn't do the other person's job. So I think that there's just blind trust. For our listeners who might not know as much as we know about you guys, what is that division? How do you guys divide the business, divide and conquer? Lindsay's definitely the visionary, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so I, I do most of our like marketing, PR, storytelling, and then Alex is more like operations and build and that kind of stuff. So very different worlds, which don't have a lot of similarities. So. Like it's almost like left-right brain. Kind yes. Of. Right. Very, you know, yes. divided, which is cool. Absolutely. Together, Absolutely. the dream team. Literally. Oh, we literally, yeah. We try. You're so sweet. <laughs> I'm going to get her a fan club pin. Yes. <laughs> I am the president, you guys. <laughs> I think what's amazing is that um, just hearing your stories and how you help create better stories with the artifacts that you create. So I wanted to say thank you guys for being here and for sharing your innovative insights. These are the innovations that can help our listeners find inspiration in their own lives to be thinking ahead and to create change. We hope to hear more about these innovations in the days, weeks, and months to come. If you'd like to learn more about us, visit our website at ma-architects.com, where we have an entire COVID toolbox up and running that covers the wide variety of sectors we serve. And if you want to continue the conversation, feel free to reach out to me directly at markb at ma-architects.com. Once again, I'm one of your hosts for Make It Innovative, Mark Bryan. And I'm Sam Dickerson. I hope you can find the change you want to be to allow innovation to thrive in the way you live. Thanks, guys, again for coming on our show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I actually have a uh, campfire bench in my cart right now. I'm looking at it on my computer. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out their website, it's incredible. Their furniture is to die for. Thanks. Yeah, our website is edgeworkcreative.co, and you can find us on all the social channels, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Could use some love, but, you know, we're there. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a COVID experiment, TikTok. It is I'm highly entertaining. Your I'm TikTok is great. Yeah, TikTok <laughs> is fantastic. I see uh, why people love it. It is for sure a rabbit hole, but I am too old for it. That's what I learned.
Well, I know what my afternoon's going to be filled with right now. But <laughs> Googling the campfire bench and Edgework social presence. It's everything you need in your life to make your heart full. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Exactly. Well, again, thanks, guys, and uh, have a great day and make it innovative.